Hey Aggie fans, this is the Bullseye Podcast. I'm DJ. And I'm Parker. And we have a great episode for you today. Today we have with us two guests, Chandler and Gabe. How's it going guys? Hey there. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania and um, I've been here in Logan for about three years and I'm studying, uh, well, business with a pre-dental focus. So, okay, cool. That was Gabe speaking, by the way. This is Chandler. Um, <laughs> I'm from Idaho Falls. I'm a junior here. I'll be finishing next spring studying international business and marketing. So, Cool. That's awesome. We're really excited to have you guys on. One question we do like to ask our guests is what brought you to Utah State? So Gabe, what brought you here? Well, my whole family's been through Utah State, and so um, it's kind of a... Uh, I don't know, kind of a nostalgic thing for my family. And um, it's been a good time for me to kind of branch out to. I've been on the East Coast for the past 14 years and uh, I drove cross country and started fresh out here. So it's kind of a fresh start and it's part of the family. That's awesome. What about you, Chandler? Um, so at Utah State's actually kind of new to my family. My parents are from back east as well. My mother graduated from a place called Hamilton College and my father actually just recently graduated from ISU uh, in Idaho State, but um, my brother just uh, introduced our family to Utah State when he graduated a couple of years ago, and so I just kind of, it was one of my options all of a sudden, and it just kind of felt right after I came in toward the place, so. Awesome. Real quick before we start, I have a score to settle from last week. If you can recall, Christy and DJ made fun of me for quote-unquote mispronouncing the word gala okay 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 so for those of you that don't know what happened last week there's a charity gala that was happening and uh he decided to say gala and he sounded i don't know I, he sounded weird i, I think it's gala yeah, to well, be honest see I, I think it's gala thank you gabe no it's gala well for you guys's information i did have a uh, listener actually send me a message and they said they had had this exact argument, and then they sent me some links to pronunciation guides. And I've come to the determination that, like I said last week, both are fine. I'm okay with gala. It's tomato, tomato. You can say it both ways. They're both fair. That's, that's all uh, I'm just saying. The, the right way is gala. Well, I think it sounds a little more elegant. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. You're just a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to way of sports, we did have a few games this week. Uh, we'll start with, with men's basketball. We had two games, right? We had uh, the game against Northern Iowa, and then we also played against UC, Ir UC Irvine. We won both games. Um, I only, you know, I followed the the Northern Iowa game. I did get to see a, a bit of the UC Irvine game, and man, it's fun to watch the men's basketball team. Like they, uh, especially in the UC Irvine game, they had we had four players in double digits. Um, you had Quinn Taylor; he had a double double. Um, it was just they were passing the ball around, sharing, and just. It was really fun to watch, and they obviously came out with a victory. It was 89-65. to 65. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things about the uh, UC Irvine game is actually Kata had uh, 19 rebounds, and that was an amazing showing, and it was awesome to see him really dominate the uh, defensive board um, that night. And then going back to the Northern Iowa game, um, going through the first half, they weren't – because Northern Iowa isn't, you know – Northern Iowa isn't that great of a team. I don't want to, you know. No, they're they're really not that good of a team. <laughs> and we weren't we weren't playing as well as we 
should have the first half. And so it was great to see um, the team really pull away in the second half uh, because that is a game we should win by double digits. Okay. So, I mean, there's not too much on men's basketball. They're just playing really well right now. So uh, we did, you know, we've been on the road for a little while, haven't had too many home games. We're going to be having a few more home games, you know, hopefully soon. This week we are going to be playing BYU on Wednesday, so that's a big deal. Unfortunately, it's not up here. Mm. It's down down in Provo. But I don't know. I'm excited. I, I, I remember a couple years ago I went to the Utah State BYU game. They had a does any does everybody know TJ Haas? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. He's not known for his looks, right? He he is not. He is not known for his looks. Well, maybe he is, but in a negative way. But um, the game that they played a couple years ago, it was when they played in Salt Lake because BYU refused to, co- to come up here to Logan to play us. Anyways, the student section, oh my gosh, it was so funny. They had a picture. It was a picture of, it was from the movie E.T. And it had E.T. in the basket, but T.J. Haas's face oh. was where his where his where E.T.'s face was, and they were that's what they were holding up to cheer oh, against him. No. Oh man! So hopefully we see I something. Heard he cool. was he was offered the role at first, is what I heard, but oh. he turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so that'll be a fun game coming up against BYU. Hopefully you can make your way down there and support our Aggies. It's going to be on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Obviously down in Provo. If you can't go see it, watch the game. I'm sure it'll be either on stadium or it'll be on ESPN um, because I know BYU has like a deal with ESPN. So we'll, we'll, you'll have to, I'm sure they'll post it on their, their social media. And then this Saturday we actually have as part of the beehive classic, um, they'll have the BYU Utah game and then the Utah Utah state State Weber state game Mm -hmm. at the vivant smart home arena. Okay. So that's actually a pretty fun game to go to. I know they have, um, through like the Utah Jazz and Vivint, they have a uh, a deal where you purchase I think twenty six dollars, and that'll get you a ticket to a Jazz game as well as the Utah State Weber State game. So that that's a fun option if you're uh, up for the travel down to Salt Lake to watch that game. Moving on to women's basketball, so we only had one game we had against at Portland in in Oregon. Uh, it was a loss. The women are on a bit of a losing streak right now. They were doing good at the first few games. They were playing like really well, and then they've just looked terrible, just so bad. But there's hope, you know, obviously with those first two games or first three games that they were playing pretty well. The game against Portland specifically, you know, and it's honestly for the past couple of years, anybody that's watched the games, it's been the tale of the women's basketball is that they have good players. They'll get in there. And the coach doesn't take them out. Mm. He leaves them in there and they're like red in the face, looking like they're about to fall on the court. And like, so they're making sloppy passes. They're turning it over and they're giving up points. And you're like, pull them out. Like, what are you doing? Cause he like, they do really well for the first like five minutes. And then he's like, Hey, I'm just going to leave you in there for an extra 10 and make sure that you're just like completely tired. So then I can like, I don't know if he gets mad at them or for not playing well, I, but to be honest, it, it's frustrating to watch because you're watching them and you're like, they did good like five minutes ago, mm-hmm. and now they look like they're about to die. Is is Haley still playing for them regularly? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, she, How's she doing? She's not that good. She is not. So we're talking. Anybody that doesn't know, we're talking about Haley Bassett Meacham. So she's uh, she hasn't been doing too good the last couple games. Um, she actually lost the starting role a couple games ago. Um, but I mean, she's been performing okay, but um. To be honest, the one who's been playing the best is Shannon Duffesey. So uh, she's number five. She's a guard slash forward. 
Um, it's her, she, uh, against Portland, she had recorded her third double-double of the season. Uh, she had 19 points, 14 rebounds. So that's a big deal. She's been playing really well. Unfortunately, it's not well enough. I know we had mentioned on last week's podcast, you know, it's like we always have one player that does really good for the women's basketball, but it's like they're not doing 40 points a night. They're, they're, they're scoring 19, so you can't win a game off of that. Right, and even with that star playing, I mean, I think we've seen in, in these recent seasons um, a tendency to have some players have a good game and they play really well individually, but we haven't seen them really be able to coalesce as a team to uh, take it to the next level to get in a lot of those wins. I mean, obviously last season we saw, I mean, what, maybe even a record low in in, in, law, in wins for the women's team. So hopefully they can, you know, work learn to work together again and start getting back to winning. Yeah, for sure. Um, last bit of sports information that we're going to go over for today, uh, just because it was a little bit of a slower week. Obviously, football did not have a game, unfortunately. Everybody was hoping we were going to get that Boise State game or, you know, and win that so that we'd play for the Mountain West Championship. But we didn't, unfortunately. And um, Gabe, what are your thoughts on the, the Boise State game? I know that you were there. I was. At the game. I was there. How was it? Um, it was freezing, I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it was kind of a rough game going up to Boise. I mean, the stadium, it's it's a great stadium, and the fans there make a lot of noise. And I felt, I felt so out of place there. I was honestly kind of scared for a little bit because the fans were pretty, um, how do you call it? Um, rowdy. The fans are pretty hostile. rowdy. They're pretty hostile, not going <laughs> to lie. I mean... You know, we, we get a couple points on the board, and then we start chanting, and then they'd score, and then they'd just come after us. And now, now, were you sitting, like, near other Utah State fans, or were you just, like, um, in the middle, like, dead center, like, Boise State <laughs> student section, like, yeah, go Aggies? <clears throat> um, for the first part of it, I sat in the wrong section, actually. So I was uh, in, the middle, in the middle of literally every Boise State fan, redneck as you could get, you know. And I was honestly kind of scared for a little bit. We had a couple of USU fans sitting behind us, you know, doing some chants that were from the herd. Mm-hmm. Um, but our actual fan section was down by the field. I was up in the nosebleed seats because it was the cheapest option I could get. Yeah. You know, I mean, support the Aggies and all, but I got to be financially smart. You know, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, watching the game, I mean, we we could have played well if we played it more simple. I think we tried forcing things too much. Um, we had a couple great option plays that we got some yardage on, but we tried forcing things down the middle too much. We got stuffed really easy. Um, I mean, Boise State had everything going for them. Every every bounce went in their way. Um, and, I mean, they, they played well. They played a great game, uh, took it to us, and we just could not get any plays going. Yeah, it was obviously a disappointing loss for us Aggie fans. And before we get on to the New Mexico Bowl, um, did anybody watch the Mountain West Championship game? You know, I didn't watch the game. I did follow it on on ESPN though. It it, it went into overtime, didn't it? Uh, honestly, I can't remember. I watched the whole thing, and I can't remember when in overtime. <laughs> what I do know it was a very very close game, and just like you said, it was probably colder than the Utah State Aggie game. Watching the field totally covered in snow, um, near the end of the fourth quarter, you know, because of the players all running around, the snow had just turned into mush. And you could just tell, I mean, that was a grueling game. It was a low-scoring game because of that. And, you know, I couldn't really, I, I, I guess I was rooting against Boise State. And so I was happy with the outcome. Um, 
and they, they pulled away with a, a win with a uh, it was a field goal. Yeah, it did go in overtime. I remember now. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you go, if you guys watched the Washington Central Washington game, I want to say over Thanksgiving break. I mean, they had snow. They had a couple inches of snow in their field, and there were maybe four fumbles. I want to say within the first you know half of the game. So I'm sitting here watching this, thinking if it snows up in Boise for that game, it's going to mimic mm-hmm. that game. I mean, it didn't snow, luckily, but I mean, we haven't played in that weather for I don't know how long. Yeah. It was good for us to play against Colorado State to kind of get into that weather mm-hmm. and then kind of get ready for it. But I just think it was rough for us to go up to Boise State and, you know, we just couldn't handle it. I don't know what, what happened. Okay. And here we go with a little bit of a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a raw topic. It's pretty fresh for most of us still. Pretty soon after the Boise State loss, we all uh, found out that Matt Wells is going to be moving on to yeah. – yeah. To I I don't want to say greener pastures because he's going to <laughs> Texas. You yeah. know, it's probably not too Bra- green I think it's there. Browner pastures. Yeah, yeah. It, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, drier pastures. <laughs> well, yeah. To be honest, I mean, let's let's start off with the the bad. I think that especially in college football, the coach is I my personal belief is the coach is the number one player for the team. You know. With the coach influences the game to you don't you don't you don't agree with this DJ. I I, I don't think so. No, I, I really? here's the thing. I think I think the coach is incredibly important. Like you have to have a good coach, but I think the most important is a quarterback. I'm sorry. If you have a great coach and a crappy quarterback, like it's not just gonna look, matter. Just look You're at not the Raiders. No, no, that's NFL. I believe that in the NFL, the well, quarterbacks well, are so elite. From college, then that's that, what I'm wondering. Well, because there's a big gap between college and NFL. Um, and just the amount of players. And so for NFL, I do believe that the quarterback is the number one. and But the coaches still have a huge impact. In college, because of the difference in skill level with the quarterbacks, um, as they would be you know, the import, most important position, I think that the coaching, um, with the decision-making, has such a big impact. To just take, for instance, in college, um, you see most, if not all, college teams don't – their quarterbacks don't have the skill level and the experience to make um, many audible calls and change things up. And you always see them come up to the line, call, and then look to the sideline. Matt Wills is calling every single play. He's making every single decision. And that's why I believe that the coach in college is the most important person on that field. Well, I mean, think, I mean, think about the quarterback. I mean, I'm, I'm with DJ on this one. I just think if your quarterback is good enough to execute those plays – I mean, the coach can be great. Don't get me wrong. Matt Wells, he did well for the Aggies, right? But if our quarterback can't do those plays and execute those plays well, we're not going to win these games. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, look at um, a perfect example is BYU football, right? You've had, you have Sataki. He's been the coach for the past few years. Great coach. He is an incredible football coach. And when they had Taysom Hill, good quarterback, they did pretty good. And it gave a lot of people hope. He goes to the NFL. They get Tanner Mangum. Same coach, same play calling, same same stuff, but they're terrible. And all that changed was the quarterback. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I do. I still agree that all of the players are, are important, not just the quarterback, yeah. the offensive line, defensive line, every st- player. I just think that the coach does play a very big role um, and, and I think proportionally bigger than in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you on that one, Parker. I think that... Um, I think there's some truth to what you're saying there. I think with a lot of college quarterbacks, they are still learning the ropes a little bit. I mean, they're 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 stepping up from high school level. You know, that's a 
it's quite a big gap there too. And so honestly, I think that the coach is calling a lot of things and, and yeah, I mean, the quarterback does need to be able to, to uh, enact those things that he's telling them to do. But I think that there's I mean, it's some truth to what you're saying for sure. Also. Okay. So I just, sorry, I gotta, I gotta step in here a little bit. So um, I was thinking about this. So with Matt Wells leaving, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys knew, but on social media, the what is it northern or texas tech sorry yeah. so the texas tech fans are not happy with <laughs> matt wells really? not happy at all I did not so see that. earlier this week it had been rumored that he was like the front runner and who they were going to choose this is before they officially came out with it and man there was an uproar they were like why are you getting rid of our coach for this guy like this guy his record isn't even as like it isn't even that good because i you know i'll admit matt Re- matt wells record here it's only been good a few seasons. The rest of it's been a little bit, you know, just really average, to be honest. Um, but there was that. And also, you know, Texans obviously like people from Texas and like people there. And they don't like that he has no ties to Texas whatsoever. He never played there, never has lived there, you know, never has coached there. And they are not happy about that. So, you know, it's going to be real tough for him to, to, to prove himself. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you that Matt Wells isn't, obviously he's not Nick Saban, Mm -hmm. but um, his record is 34 and 32. And the uh, ex-former coach for the Texas Tech is only 30 and 33. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if, you know, that's a big stat for the Texas Tech fans to be hooing and hawing about. (laughs) True. Taking a from a kind of looking at it in a positive light for Matt Wells, this is you know keep getting them checks. I mean he has definitely <laughs> gotten a pay raise for sure. Oh, a oh, huge man. one. Yeah, he's moved into a much bigger league where he if he does find success with te- with Texas Tech, he can really move up and you know establish that name for himself. Um, just looking into the 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 um, salary real quick, I did check um, at Utah State. Matt Wells was making. A base salary of nine hundred thousand dollars a year this past year. The former that. Texas Tech coach was making a base salary of three point seven million dollars. So I think we can be pretty confident that Matt Wells will we'll find out. Um, but we're pretty confident that he's got a, a big uh, pay increase. Is there a NCAA football coach major here at Utah State? <laughs> Seriously, like, is there like some program that'll get me right to that? I mean, for real though, like, I did not know that he was making that much. Like, I know coaches, you know, everybody knows coaches make a quite a bit, but I mean, if I put myself in his shoes, you know, I'm pretty happy with nine hundred thousand a year. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy with that. But then, like, if somebody's like, "Here, I'll pay you three point <laughs> seven million," you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll do that." Like. Where where do I sign? Where do I sign right now? I bet this is making you rethink dental school, huh, Gabe? <laughs> uh, yes and no, but uh, more on the yes side. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because, yeah, obviously, initially, I was kind of bummed that he was leaving. But, I mean, just seeing that he, he got a job from Texas Tech, you know, you, you got to feel for if you were in that position, I would take the job, you know. So I don't fault him for taking that job. And I'm excited for him to be able to move on and, 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 and hopefully find success at Texas Tech. I mean, yeah. and Army getting Anderson back as well. Is that finalized? Um, I I have you heard something as of today? Because I, I haven't heard I anything. Haven't. I've just been looking up a couple yet. articles. Um, so here it says Salt Lake Tribune. Some rumors. Um, yeah, rumors are Gary Anderson, a former Utah State football coach, now with the Utes, 
but there's been talk about him coming back to Utah State, and he's among the candidates for USU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure if he's coming back or not, but when he was here back in, what, 2012, mm-hmm. I think it was? Yeah. I mean, he kind of brought us back out of a slump. So, I mean, it could be kind of a, a good switch for us to go back from, you know, from Matt Wells to Gary Anderson trying to get us back out of a slump. I mean, yeah, well, definitely. And also to have somebody that's, you know, familiar with the program already. I mean, pretty recently, 2012 is not that far in the past. Yeah. But I know a couple of the other, I, I don't think they've officially, obviously, not officially named a, a new, you know, coach. Um, or any coaching staff or anything like that, just interim stuff. But I know one of the one of the leading ones that they're looking at right now is Jay Hill. He's currently the coach at Weber State University. He's been there for four years. Two of those four years, he took them to a Big Sky Championship and won both of those. So he's got two championships for them in his four years. Great record. He played football, I believe, at the University of Utah, um, and then coached there as well. And, uh, and, you know, head coach at Weber State. So a lot of ties with Utah. I know he's up there. Another one is uh, Ed Lamb. Ed Lamb is currently the associate head coach at BYU. Um, he was the head coach at SUU for a while, did really good. I know that he's also another one just because he's got those ties with Utah. So it'll be exciting to see who they end up choosing. You know, all of, I, you know, all the names that I've heard are all great coaches. So good replacements. You know, I don't think we're going to get anybody that's, you know, worse than Matt Wells or, you know, they're a lot of the same or, you know, if hopefully better, but, you know, but, you know, leaving Matt Wells, you know, the topic of that, we, you know, obviously I do hope he does well in Texas Tech. You know, he's a great coach here, did, did a lot of good things and hope that he finds success over in Texas. Yeah, well, um, just kind of moving on, we do get to see Matt Wells coach the Aggies one more time for the bowl game. We saw this past weekend um the aggies were selected to play in the new mexico bowl versus north texas um and that will be on saturday december 15th so that's that's one more game to look forward to and hopefully cap off this really fantastic season for the aggies um despite the loss to boise state we still had a a record-breaking season for the aggies and and hopefully we can cap this off with a good win uh, in the new mexico bowl yeah and hopefully with the new coach we can keep that that winning streak going to that winning form for sure okay and uh so we're gonna we're gonna leave sports now we're gonna leave those leave that behind for a minute Uh, at the end of our podcast last week parker had you know announced that we're gonna be talking about money we're gonna that's that is the topic of this week's podcast you know the student life topic so well maybe just starting off real quick does anybody have any stories that have to do with money running low on money uh, you know, especially in college, we always find, you know, a lot of times we're going to be running low on cash and something we had to do to make it through the week. Does anybody have any other story? It's my life every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you just tune into ESPN for life of Chandler, yeah. you'll get everything you know about money and struggling in college from Chandler's <laughs> life. <laughs> so what do you mean? What, what, what kind of struggles are you looking at? Like, are we talking like 30 cents available in the bank account, like negative, we're, we're like overdraft at this point. Like what are we talking? Well, um, yeah, 30 cents is pretty accurate. Actually. I'm, I'm surprised. It's almost like you looked at my bank account before this. Um, no. So, so last, last year, actually, I, uh, I decided to, to work and go to school and, uh, you know, I was, I was getting good, good enough grades. Um, but not the grades I was, I was hoping for. It was pretty much straight B's and, and in my family, like we go for A's. And so uh, I actually spoke with my parents this year and well, actually last year and said, you know what, I really want to do what it takes to uh, 
well, I had multiple goals. I wanted to make the soccer team and I wanted to, I wanted to get straight A's and I thought, you know, I can't do that and have a job. So we made plans and, uh, you know, I haven't, I've actually had to just live on the bare minimum for the past couple months. And I've only, I mean, used my money for rent and utilities and the rest of it. It's my parents. I mean, that sounds like I'm very dependent, but, but honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of taught me how to really see what's, what's essential and what's kind of superficial. So, so what you're saying is that you have 30 cents in the bank account, but we got unlimited funds and like the trust fund, you know, like, <laughs> so you're like, you're paying for rent. Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Daddy Warbucks coming in clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, okay. not, not quite, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it's good to have uh, a fallback. I have heard a lot of my professors talk about college being a period of self-imposed poverty. And, and I have found that true with a lot of students because you do find that, that, um, that balance you, that Chandler was talking about between, you know, school costs a lot of money, so I need a job. But then if I get a job, it takes away from my time to study. Yeah. And you just, you, school is a full-time job. And then adding anything onto that is just adding more. And so you're either going to end up overworking, underschooling, you know, you have to find that balance. And I think a lot of students have, um, you know, at least for the first couple of years, trying to figure out exactly where that line is and make adjustments to try to make that work. Yeah. Before I came to college, my dad was talking to me um, kind of about what he would have done differently in college had he been in my shoes again. Um, and he pretty much said that if he could go back and learn all things about time management and then go to college, he'd do it all again. Because he said time management will literally bring you straight A's and you'll have funds for college and little to no stress. I mean, we'll be stressed during finals week, obviously. We'll stress for exams, for papers, whatever it be. But he said, time management is the key to success in college. If you can manage your classes, your studying, your work, and know when I'm gonna study in the morning, if I'm gonna get up at like 6 a.m. and study for hours, you know, yada, yada, yada. He just said, time management is key to success in college. All right, so I'm going to throw out a question out here. I want to get everybody's feeling on this. Okay, so we got two scenarios here. Scenario number one, you work, pay for all of your school, and like don't go into debt whatsoever. Or scenario two, but you're in scenario one, your grades, they're slipping. Bs, Cs, maybe that one class that you're like, you're questionable. You're like, should I just make this a pass fail? It's like probably chemistry, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's that <laughs> organic chemistry that has like the two extra labs. Anyways. So that's the scenario. Number one, that's your situation. Or you can take out some student loan debt or, you know, maybe very minimal just so you don't have to work as much or at all. And you're going to, you know, have a better chance of having good grades. What are your guys' thoughts Wait, on that? Real quick. You got to give me a number. I can't just have this very minimal. Okay. 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 So you take out enough student loan debt to pay for your living expenses, right? So like so all living expenses are paid by a loan. That's yeah. that's quite a hefty sum. Yeah. So I mean, all right, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm I'm in the boat where I'm taking out loans right now for school. Mm -hmm. Um and I've thought about kind of taking a year off for school and working to pay for, you know, a year of school then working to pay for a year of school, kind of just taking it off and on. Um just because having school debt is kind of a burden and having that after you graduate and then the interest on that you know it adds up after a while my parents are paying off their debt right now and i don't want to be in that situation you know 25 years on the road i want to be able to pay off my student debt as soon as i can um but i i don't know i personally think that taking out student loans for school 
to get you a solid career to support yourself and a family, if you have a family, you know, your family and your wife and your kids, then it's a good decision. Um, but I just think if you can't afford to pay for school, um, then take that option and do all you can to pay for that as much as you can. For sure. Throw out a couple, I'm going to throw out a couple facts before we hear from Parker and, and Chandler on the topic as well. So a couple facts about student loans. Okay. So Americans right now, now like owe more than 875 billion on student loans in America. Sounds about right. Right. Also the average college student is going to graduate as a senior with at least, if not more, four thousand or at least four thousand dollars in student loan debt on, on like the average college student. Credit card debt. Is that credit card debt? Yeah. Oh, that's credit the, card the debt. The average student loan debt is is much higher than that, I think. There you go. I was gonna say four thousand dollars is it's like I'm not looking wait, too wait, good. What, what is yeah. it? I, it's the 19? I I know that the average Student debt for a college student in Utah is nineteen thousand yeah, dollars, right. which is the lowest in the nation. So the national average is, I don't know, probably closer well, I mean, to I mean, above twenty twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, roughly twenty-five. Back east, I mean, in-state tuition is out-of-state tuition here, pretty much. And so I could have picked to to pay, you know, twenty thousand a year back home in Pennsylvania, or I could come here and pay maybe half of that. And so, yeah. I mean, the education here, we have great educational programs here, you know, but it is significantly cheaper than the rest of the nation. Yeah. All right. <laughs> to answer your hypothetical question, I think that you know my, what my answer is going to be. Maybe some of my listeners, our listeners know what my answer is going to be. C's get degrees. <laughs> I'm taking the C's instead of the student loan debt. I don't like school that much anyways i don't care if i get a's as long as i pass what are you going into uh I, i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> are you are you going into anything so if you're asking what our my major is what what's your main focus in school i guess more than your major if you don't really care about school what's well, your focus for like your education my focus is i just have to graduate now I, it's kind of <laughs> like a sunk cost if so i'm an economics major and then I'm double majoring in Asian studies. And, you know, I only have one semester left. So if I could go back in time, I might not be here. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to just finish. And uh, luckily for me, I won't graduate with too much student debt. Um, like if we talk about this later, it really helps. You know, going along with the low tuition in Utah, it really helps if you get married like I did. And then have a spouse that works full time and doesn't go to school and basically pays for all your school, <laughs> a.k.a. me. You, you make it seem so easy. <laughs> so everybody just go out there, just get married just, <laughs> just for the schooling. That's oh. it. Just the schooling. Hey, hey, well, at least she's not on this week, so, you know, I can say that. <laughs> She'll be listening. Uh-huh. She'll be listening. Anyways, okay, Chandler, what, what are your thoughts? Which, which hypothetical do you choose? Um, so having spent a year trying to work and also spending this year not working and and having to take out loans, I'm actually like, even though I'm not a big fan of loans, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of, of giving yourself the time to take, take your time on your homework and to really invest that in your learning process. Cause the way I think of it is, is the more time I'm investing, okay, I'll pay just about anything for time. And, and the more time I'm investing in. Um, I don't know if that's a, that's a weird statement, but, but like time, time has a high price, right? 
And so if I'm if I'm awarding myself more time to invest in my future and to to learn the things that are possibly going to s- um be careful with the microphone Gabe uh who are that are going to that are going to help me to develop in in my career and my portfolio into something that's going to separate me from the rest of the group a couple thousand dollars isn't going to isn't going to change my my uh, motivation is to get that couple extra ten thousand dollars, you know, in the future. For sure, and and no, I definitely, I definitely agree with that too. You know, taking out the minimal, you know, whatever is like bare minimum to keep you keep you going and give you that, you know, enough time. You know, obviously, aren't you're not going out there and like, oh, we're just going to take out fifty thousand dollars worth mm-hmm. of yeah. student loans for no reason, you know? Yeah. In, in all honesty, I'm a very big supporter of people pursuing their goals and their dreams. So for me my goals don't really line up with school mm. but if you you know want to be a, a dentist or an orthodontist yeah, or um, a lawyer or something that needs school i'm all for investing in yourself taking out loans if needs be to to utilize that time and i'm really glad that um you were able chandler that you were able to take those two different approaches and see which mm. one worked best for you and yeah. i think that that's good to be able to find out and and, and continue to do that yeah i'm i mean i'm glad for those that did put you know school as the main part of their life so they can be my doctor and take care of me when i'm sick yeah you know i mean i respect them don't get me wrong um some people school isn't for them and that's totally fine i mean look at i mean you got bill gates who dropped out of harvard you know so i mean we're not gonna be like bill gates you know but you know school isn't for every single person and if it is for you then you know give it your all and do all you can to be as good as you can in that so obviously you know all of us are are poor i'm assuming poor college students maybe not parker over here with his whole life paid for by his wife you know so maybe he's not quite as poor as the rest of us but you know wait aren't aren't you married too dj i am married (laughs) but uh, where's nikki right now hey we both go to school okay we both breadwinner right yeah we both go to school okay anyways no but uh bringing up the topic of like money and not having that much, obviously that, you know, that puts a stress, you know, on your life. And I, at least I know for me last semester, there was a point where it's like, okay, adding up the numbers. I'm like, I don't even think I have enough for rent right now. Like, whew, like, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, have you guys felt that as well? I mean, that, that was me today. My rent was due yesterday. I'll be paying on Friday. I think, <laughs> I mean, I went to the, I was after <clears throat> some classes with a friend, um, at the hub today on campus and uh, he was getting some food. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if I get this, I'm going to have X dollars left. And that means no rent until Friday. So I'll go with the food. <laughs> and so I texted my landlord and said, hey, sorry, something came up. I'll pay you guys on Friday. Um, that something was a taco. So um, definitely, I definitely feel that, you know. Well, that, that's a great um tip you know for struggling or new college students and I think one of the things I wanted to do is just kind of go around and share maybe some things we've learned since we've all had a little bit experience and so for those that maybe are just starting college or are really struggling with financials maybe we can share a tip a tip or two um, maybe to start out one that I for sure um, am a strong advocate for is um, with in in regards to textbooks, right? So last week we talked a lot about how expensive textbooks can be, and a couple of ways to offset that is first of all, I, I recommend don't don't buy any textbook before you go to the class. Go to the class, make sure that the textbook is going to be used and actually necessary for you before you purchase a textbook. And number two, 
always buy a used textbook. You can get them for a lot cheaper. And especially even if you buy like an older edition, as long as it, you know, they're not using like the homework and stuff, you can buy an older edition. You can save hundreds per textbook, you know? And so that's a really good way to save some money. Yeah. And what I used to do when I was a freshman is, um, I mean, even I do, I do it now still, but as I find a friend in that class and say, Hey, let's just split the cost and rent the book for the semester. So we're renting a used book and we split it 50, 50. So I'm paying maybe 20 bucks a book, like max. And we use it. And I'll, I'll, you know, I got a friend for studying there. You've got a friend to do homework with friend to ask questions to. So it's easy way to make a friend and pay for your textbooks and get a really, really good discount on textbooks. So if you're antisocial, just go buy the new yeah. one. Just go buy a new textbook. <laughs> that's, that's, that is the moral of this story that's going on right here. Um, you know, one of the tips that I found with going to school and trying to like figure out finances and, and especially with, you know, when I got married, this was a lot harder, you know, getting two finances all, you know, two people's finances all into one was just like knowing where you're at. I feel like for me, and I know a lot of other people feel this way. You have the tendency to like, I just don't want to open. I don't want to open the app. Like, I just don't want to open it. Like if I just don't know, I don't worry about it. But then you go and you spend more than you think. And all of a sudden it's like negatives are really, really low. And you're like, oh crap. So my tip would be just to, you know, budget out your stuff, you know, know how much you, you get, you, you, how much money you get each month from, you know, whether it be plasma, your job, student loans or whatever. And just like figure out what you're going to use the money for, set a budget. It's not very fun, but you know what? It can take away a lot of the stress. Um, and it gives you a little bit of extra money in your savings. So that would be my tip. What about what about you, Chandler? Yeah, no, that's uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, just even looking over some of the subscriptions you have, uh, like simple stuff like Spotify, like it's a must, right? Um, but perhaps you've got other things. Uh, for example, I've got a Word, what is it, Microsoft Word subscription. Uh, it's not not necessary because we can get it for free on the on the campus right but just mining some of those small little things that that come out of your bank account pretty regularly and and determining whether it's something you need or or something that you can go without you know Mm -hmm. and and then even on those services some of those services like you know we all need netflix and stuff but uh kind of like what gabe said get, get a group of friends together don't pay for that stuff just by yourself you know you can share that amongst you know five or more people yeah, just make your friends pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I pay for it for all the time. That's there you go. <laughs> Plus, a, a lot of places um, even uh, have like student discounts. So you always check to make sure they have a student discount because sometimes it's things you don't expect. So like um, I know if you're trying to get like a, a new phone plan, I know that through schools they'll do like special deals with phone carriers like AT&T. Really? Um, I didn't know yeah. about that. And so always check. Like if you're going to make a purchase – it can't hurt to just ask, hey, do you have a student discount? And nine times out of 10, they will have a student discount and it'll save you something. Yeah, there you go. Also, there was another thing that it actually happened to me the other day. Have you guys ever run into this where you're like, you're like thinking about your finances or you're like, I, I swear, like I'm just thinking about it. I don't even say it out loud. All of a sudden I'm scrolling through Facebook and it's like 10 ways to make money as a college student. And I'm like, <laughs> are they, is Facebook reading my mind right now? Like what's going on? Cause like, I'm like, I don't think I vocalized any of these thoughts, but like, I mean, have you guys run into any of those things where like it, you're, you're talking about it, you're stressing about it and then it shows up around you and like social media and whatnot. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Like the government's watching you, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, 
this one called Side Hustle School with Chris Gillibo. It's an awesome, awesome podcast. And it's pretty much a way for you to, to keep, if you have a job right now, to keep that job and then to make some extra dough on the side. And it talks about how you can find gaps in the market, how you can exploit those gaps, how you can start up your own business. Even if it is just making, you know, 50 bucks a week, it'll teach you and give examples on how people did that so you can do it yourself. Um, I mean, that's a great way to make money as a college student is a side hustle. You know, if you find like something that people need that no one's supplying, you supply that thing. Go and find a way to supply that product or that service and make sure that people know about it. Mm-hmm. Give a good price for it. If you're the only person doing that thing in the valley, it's like you're the only person in Cash Valley, you know, I don't know, selling bike tires for 10 bucks a piece, you know, kind of thing. Then you can sell those bike tires all you want and make great money off that thing because you're the only seller in the valley. So find gaps in the market and sell according to those gaps. Mm-hmm. And um, as college students, if you can link that to one of your hobbies, that can be a great way to enjoy doing that side hustle. I know um, Christy and I actually, um, probably about nine or 10 months ago, we started a videography business. And so, you know, we didn't quit any of our jobs. We still have our normal day jobs, but a lot of weekends and nights we do film weddings, take photos for people. And, you know, even though it, it can't replace our normal incomes, at this point, it still has brought in enough extra money that it has helped out. And so I think that that doing a side hustle and if you can link that to something you're really passionate about, it can help you get uh, experience in that and you can really enjoy gaining that extra money yeah. too. Chris, Chris Gillibo's whole um, focus in the side hustle school is to do what you love while helping other people. Because if you see that people are enjoying what you're helping them with, then you're going to want to do it more and more and more. And the people are going to want that help more and more and more. Yeah, definitely. Um, another side hustle that I know of that a lot of people overlook is scholarships, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm not talking about like academic scholarships, although those can be great if you, you know, you have those grades or, or sports, but like ones that are offered by the university that aren't in relation to academics or sports or stuff offered by the state or different, you know, different private companies or, or you know, foundations or things like that. Um, I had a couple, I was, I was reading about them, about like college scholarships earlier today. And so about one in 10 that you apply for, you'll get. So if you apply for 10, you get one, um, on average, you know, they're about a thousand a piece, right? Some are less, some are more. Um, and if you take about two hours to do 10 of them, that's 20 hours a week. If you were to do 10 a week or whatever, let's say you only get one. And like, so for every 20 hours, you get a thousand dollars. That's like $50 an hour, like way more than you and, can get at a part-time that's job. That's all your books for your semester. Exactly. And, and if you, more. and if you can get, I mean, even if you get one or two a month, like a lot of us working part-time jobs, if you were making $2,000 a month, like that's pretty good. So if you were able to get two scholarships a month doing that, you know, sitting down and doing that part-time job, you're making a lot more than you would, you know, just filling out scholarship applications yeah and if you can get those scholarships and cover your costs for school then you don't have to work during school i mean you can work part-time and get some extra cash to put away but if you get scholarships it's not that pay for your school then you're focusing on your grades on your career and you know furthering yourself in your education and that's what's most important if you're in college Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of scholarships that not that many people apply to but they're very simple just require just writing an essay or maybe an essay in an interview and that's it. And you have that opportunity to get an extra few dollars to go towards your education. 
Yeah, and, and I actually, I'm actually looking at three scholarships right now, all $1,000 each, and they all want the same thing. They all want the same essay. So, I mean, honestly, you can just write one essay and, and complete three scholarship applications just like that. So, Chandler, where did you find those scholarships? I actually found them on the USU website uh, looking for financial aid and things like that. They've got a huge list of all different programs and some of the different uh, scholarships that you can get for those different programs. It's, it's pretty awesome. They've got due dates and everything. So That's awesome. 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 Well, um, I think we'll leave it at that. We've had a really good conversation. Um, obviously, it wasn't as you know heated as it was last week when we were talking about college pet peeves, but you know, that's kind of what we want to go for every now and then give you something that's a little bit more informational, help you out as a student, and then also get stuff that will entertain you. We're, we're glad that you joined us, however you're listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. On, on Instagram, it's uh, at the Bullseye Podcast. Uh, Twitter is at Bullseye Podcast. And then, uh, and then obviously you can listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, or also Google Play Music as well. So. Yeah, and really make sure to follow us on those social medias. Um, including Instagram. We will post um, next week's topic on there. Um, And it was great to have our guest host today, Gabe and Chandler. Thank you guys for being here. Hopefully hopefully we'll get to see you again soon. So feel free to send us emails, comments. We can share them on the podcast. Uh, Send us an email or message us on social media. If you have a topic you want us to discuss um, and we can do, do that. Yeah. Yeah, because we definitely, you know, that we we want to we want to talk about what you want to listen to, you know. So if you have anything, feel free to let us know. Thanks for listening, and as always, go Aggies. Go, go Aggies. Aggies.